Welcome everyone to the Wabet Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today is Shur Daf Pei. We will begin. We will begin on Daf Pei Dalat Amur Bet at the words Amar Ab Yosef Amar Ab Yudah. Amar Ab Yosef Amar Ab Yudah. Amar Shmuel. Lo halchu b'pikuach nefesh achar harof. When it comes to saving lives, we don't follow the majority. Okay? What, is, what are you talking about when you say we don't follow the majority? What does that mean? If the case is that we have nine Jews and one Kuti, now, when you see the word Kuti, understand we're talking about a non Jew. Okay? Right? That's, that's Rav Yisrael. So, of course, we're going to follow the Rav. Right? We, we're not going to say, we're not going to say, well, since it's a Goy, we're not going to Mechal Shabbat for this guy. Of course we are. It's mostly Jews. If it's, you tell me it's 50-50, let's say you say we're, we're in a town where there's 50-50 Jews and 50-50 non-Jews. So, Safek Nefashot Lakel. We always in Zafek Nefashot, we're always lenient. So what's what's the question when we say we don't go after the majority? When do we go after the majority? If it's mostly Jews, so it's mostly Jews. If it's fifty fifty, so it's fifty fifty, we're gonna be doesn't Must be the case was that there's nine Goyim and there's one Jew and the building fell. And we wanna know Michal Shabbat or do we call the Goy to do it? Now if it's Oh, somebody into the waiting room. Okay, good. So, if it's um, non Jew. one Jew, so if we follow the majority, then we'll say, uh, "We're sorry, we're pro- it's probably a goy. There's someone stuck there. It's probably a goy. Call EMS. Hatzol is not going, right?" Mars says, "Hanami pshita, kavua." We have a rule that whenever you go, you have majority, but if the majority is in its place. Welcome, Binyamin. If the majority is in his place, then we call it even. So let me give you this rule, Albert. Whenever you have a majority, for example, let's say a guy walked into a store to buy a piece of meat, and you sent the guy, and he says, I went into one of the stores, I don't know which store it was. There was uh, a bunch of Jewish stores, and a bunch of Goyim stores, and I don't know, I went into one of them. So we check the stores. If it's, in, in general, even if it's um, even if it's rov Jewish stores or non-Jewish stores, if you walk into the store and got it from the store, we assume it's fifty-fifty chance. Even if it's nine to one, so therefore here too, even if it's nine goyim and one Jew, it's still fifty-fifty. And if it's fifty-fifty, of course we're going to break Shabbat and use Hatzalah. Are you with me or no? I am. Kosher is more like machmir, no? Well, the rules stay the same. The rules stay the same. Maybe, maybe I would say the other way around. Maybe saving lives is more strict. Right? They're all, they're all strict. Okay? It's all 50-50. Lord, so we're look, again, we're looking for a case that we don't go after the majority. So the case is that the, the Jew and the Goy were not in the same place. They were one Jew left to a different place. And therefore, we follow the rose. I would have thunk. Called the parish, parish. If you separate, you separate from the majority. And since they're majority Mexicans, we're going to tell the EMS to do it. 
we don't follow the majority. We don't follow the majority, and we continue. Okay, and we continue. We let the let the Hatzalah save the people, and that's what the Gemara was saying. Says the Gemara, Any is that true? If you have nine goyim and one Jew, in one courtyard, and then the building fell down, you could do it on Shabbat. If it's in a different uh, courtyard, and we don't do it because it's only because it's only mainly goyim. So it sounds like you don't do it when it's mainly goyim, and we said you do it. Lokasha. If all of them went to the other courtyard, so what's the case? You have ten guys who lived in one house, and they went to another house. Okay, so if all of them went to the other house, so we know the Jew, the Jewish guy is there also, and then we have to do it. But if some of them went, and you have a safek. He's if he's there in the first place and he's not in the place where he was in the first place that's where we are being lenient and we're saying let the, let the EMS do it good did Shmuel really say that we don't follow the majority didn't we learn it in the Mishnah okay this Mishnah you have to know the Mishnah now it's talking about a case where they find a baby on the street and nobody knows the baby. Some lady had a baby, either she died or she abandoned the baby, and we don't know who the baby is. And we don't know if it's a Jewish baby or a non Jewish baby. And then the baby's going to grow up, and there's going to be laws where the kids are suffix, Jews, suffix, non Jews. What do we do? So, Imrov Kutim, if they're mostly non Jews, Kuti, we say the baby's a good. If they pe- the, the t- you take a census of the town, Figuring out how many guys in the town, and we figured out like that. Most of Jew, most of Goyim, Goyim. Most of Jews, Jews. 50 50, Mechza, Mechza, Israel. Oh, Mechza is Israel. That's what we know. Okay, good. Now, and Rav's, now, this is look at Rav and Shmuel. What's the point of this Mishnah? Rav says, He's saying, when we're deciding if he's Jewish or not, what are we talking about? We're talking about whether or not he's Jewish, that we have to make sure to give the guy money. If he's a Jewish guy, we have to make sure to give him money and keep him alive. It's our job. It's a goy. It's nice to do it, but we don't have to. Okay? But but to allow him to marry a Jew, look, we still don't let him marry a Jew. This 50-50 rule, right, is only for giving him food, but it doesn't work, according to Rav, for... Doesn't work according to Rav for letting him marry a Jewish girl. So when the kid gets older, what's the difference between this and that? Hold on, I'm not finished. But Shmuel, the question is from Shmuel. Shmuel is the one who said the first thing. Shmuel, the Fakir Chalafetagal. Shmuel says that the reason why we tell you that we're going the majority is whether or not we'll take off if the guy's in a building and this. Let's see, this kid who was in the city and we found him, is in a building, right? And the building falls down on Shabbat. Shmuel says, well, since if it's a mainly, if the kid was found in a building, so, so have you got this law? So this kid who we found in the town is now 
in a building that falls down. Okay? And we don't know if on Shabbat we should call EMS or Hatzalah. Okay? So if the kid is in a was it found in a town that's mainly Jew, mainly Jews, Jew, mainly Goyim, Goyim. If we live in the Jew and we undo it. That's what Shmuel says. But it comes out that Shmuel says that we are going with the majority. So how could Shmuel say before that when it comes to Pikuach Nefesh, we never go with the majority? Oh yeah, over here you are, because you told me if it's a town of mainly Goyim, we're not going to undo it. So we have a contradiction of Shmuel. Are you with me or no? You with me? Good. Top of the page. You with me, Benjamin? Good, let's go. Says the Gemara, Ki Itmar, the Shmuel Arashi Itmar. When Shmuel said his law, he's going on the beginning. We said if it's Imrov Kutim Kuti. In the beginning of that Mishnah it said, if it's mainly Goyin, we say he's a goy. And Shmuel and Shmuel says, Ilunyan Pikuach Nefesh Enokan. Shmuel says when it comes to Pikuach Nefesh, we don't follow the majority. And that's why we say we do undo it. So even though I told you it's a goy, I'm telling you it's a goy. But not if, not if we have to save lives. But when it comes to saving lives, we assume we assume he's a Jew and, and we tell him to go. Huh? Wow, we made it. Come sit. Here go grab a Gemara. Yeah. Okay. Says the Gemara, "Imrov kutim kuti l'may hilchata." Now, once we mention this Mishnah, so we're going to go through the Mishnah and talk about all the different parts of it. So he said, if it's mainly goyim, we, we say he's a goyim. <laughs> What's the difference? Amra Papa, The question is, are you allowed to feed him Burger King? So if the guy is a, a Jew, you're not allowed to feed him Burger King. But if you found this kid, the baby, in a town that's mainly goyim, we're allowed to feed him Burger King. That's it. Okay? Im rov yisrael yisrael. We said in the Brayta that if it's mainly Jews, he's a Jew. What's the law? What, what's it coming to teach you? To return him a lost object, which means the following. When you find the object of a goy, I'm not obligated to give back. You don't lose your stuff. Not my problem. You find a Jewish guy, you give back. Now, if you find this guy's stuff, and he tells you, oh, that's my, you found my wallet, that's my wallet, I'll, I'll give you all the simanim. I can tell him, guess what? Prove, you, uh, prove you're a Jew. And I'll give it to you. <laughs> but if it's a town of mainly Jews, sorry, I'm, I was found in a town of mainly Jews, can I have my wallet back, please? Okay? Now we said, Mechzal, Mechzal, it's 50 50. Then we say he's a Jew. What's the, what's the halacha of that? Amarish Lakish, Linizikin. It's coming for damages. So you have to know the rule about damaging. Why didn't I try Mechzal, Mechzal, Yishayah? <laughs> it's quoting the bright that we said before. Remember the bright that bright that had all of them. So we're going through each part and explaining it. Okay. So we're saying. So listen to the laws of Nizikim. You know the rule that if I have a cow and my cow damages your cow, I have to pay. Right? Either full damages, half damages. We all know the rules. Now guess what? That rule only applies for Jews. If my cow damages your cow, I said, listen. I guess your koi cow. Should, you know your cow has to. Uh, Learn how to live with other other cows. You know, that's, I, if I damage the goy, I have to pay. But if my cow damages, what does it do to me? Now, if this guy is found in the town, now he has a cow, and his cow gets damaged. That's good stories, okay? Hey, Chidami, what's the case? 
if the case is that the Jewish cow, I'm calling it Jewish cow, of course the cow's not Jewish, if the Jewish cow gored the goy cow, so then, like we said, the rule in money is that if you want to take money out of my pocket, you need a proof. So I should. So the Jew could tell the, this guy, I know you were found in a Jewish town, but guess what? You want money from my pocket? Prove that you're Jewish, and I'll pay. So he's never going to pay. He doesn't have to pay. Because you can't prove that you're Jewish. Right? Look. We need it. The case was that the goy's cow, or the, 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 the kid, the, what, what should we call this guy? The, 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 the kid that grew up, the baby that grew up, what are we calling him? The, the, the Safek guy. Okay? The Safek guy, <laughs> Mr. Safek's cow, gored a Jewish cow. Right? Palga Of course, the half damage he has to give him. Because. He's, even if you, the rule is like this, if a goy damage, welcome. If a goy damages a Jewish cow, right? So the rule is that you have to pay full damage. If you're Jewish, then you only have to pay half damage. For my first time, second time, I only pay. So now this guy, guy is a suffix. So he, his cow goes. So now first the guy, the guy comes and says, "Come pay, pay for my cow." Other guy says, oh, "I don't know if you're Jewish. I don't know, I don't know if I want to have to pay." So you, listen, half damages you for sure have to pay. Right? How can you not pay half damages? After all, if, even if you're Jewish, you pay half damages. Now, on the second half, right? So let the goy tell the Jew, bring a proof that I'm not a that I'm not a Jew, and then I'll pay you in the second half. Right? The same way you would do it on me if you were doing it. I'll flip it right around. You want to claim I'm not Jewish? Bring a proof that I wasn't that I'm a goy, and then I'll pay you the other half. Wait, wait, wait. You can't the same way I can't find a proof I'm a Jew, you can't find a proof I'm a goy. Good. Okay, that's the end of that. Okay, quote. Let's quote the Mishnah. A guy who we said if, if uh, a building fell on the guy. Good. My comma. So we said, when, if a nachu is there, we said, no matter what, we take him out. My comma. What are we trying to say in the Mishnah? Because the Mishnah says three cases. We say a case. Uh, we're not sure if he's there. We're not sure if he's if he's there, but we know he's there. We don't know if he's alive or dead. Then we said a case. We don't know if he's Jewish or non-Jewish. Either way, one, two, three. Either way, we undo it. You can find one. Someone's gonna donate some gemara to this place, no? Right? Says Lomi We're not saying not only, which means go like this. Not only, first of all, if he's not there, he's not there. The ita But if he's there, he's alive. For sure, we do it. Even in case still we do it. Not only if he's maybe alive, maybe dead. The style he's for sure Jew. Even if we're not sure if he's Jewish, either way, we take him out. So the Mishnah is giving you. This, not only that, not only that, in all these cases, we do it. Next. We said, now, the Mishnah said one more thing. Mishnah said, that let's say we're going through the rubble. It's amazing that we're talking about this in these days, but we're going through the rubble in Florida, right? Let's say you're going through the rubble, and you get to the guy, and you find him alive, and you keep going to get him out. <laughs> if you find him dead, then you have to leave him there. Okay? Because Shabbat, you know how to bury bodies on Shabbat. So if it was during the week, you keep going to get him out and bury him, but on Shabbat, you know how to. That's what the Mishnah said. 
says the Gemara, Matzau Chai, if you find him alive, you take him out. Shita, of course you take him out. What are you going to do? You leave him there? Well, come and tell you a chidush. And even though the guy will only live for another hour, and the doctor say, listen, this guy is finished. He's still alive. He's still alive. Still, if he's still alive, you'll have Mechal Shabbat to kick him out, even Chayesha. Big Chidush. Mechal Shabbat. One day I'll have to tell you a crazy story I had with this thing. Vidu Chayesha. Not only that, even if the whole town has to break Shabbat to get this guy out so he can live for another hour, it's worth it. Let me ask you a question. Let's see why that's such a big Chidush. One might have. The doctors are here. They said, "Listen, we see a guy with a crushed skull like this. The maximum he ever lasted was 25 minutes. If you're lucky, you crushed it. Guys, stop breaking your Get out of your Shabbat meals. Get out of shul, and we're saving this guy's life. Let us finish breaking. The guys are going to make it anyway. Yes, we're breaking Shabbat. I once used this." Was a guy telling you, listen, you know, he's not going to make it anyway. What are you, what, what are you going crazy? What are you going nuts for? You're going to tell the doctor to do, do save him. This is going to last a week. This is how they feel in every hospital nowadays. From this tomorrow, you see uh, that, that even if it's one second, the guy's going to live. Uh, I had a relative in my mom's hospital, and they put a DNR tag on the guy. Do not resuscitate. Which is not the halakha. You have to resuscitate. In certain situations you can put it. But in, in this case, you're supposed to resuscitate. So I told him, gotta get it off. I couldn't get, it, couldn't get, the, I couldn't get the hospital to take it off. So I went to the Jewish guy in the place. I said, listen, you have to help get this off. This guy's got a DNR and he's not supposed to have it. So okay, call me after Menchal, I'll take care of it. I said, okay, no problem. But let me just tell you a point. Do you know that if a guy's going to live for one hour, you can get the whole borough park to come to the hospital Shabbat just to let him have a live for one hour? He says, yes, what is that doing anything? I said, nothing. Bye. <laughs> Two minutes later, my phone rings. I'm coming down to help you. I'm not praying mincha. You're praying mincha? When the guy's got a DNR on him? Okay, let's go. The Mishnah said that if you found the guy dead, you leave him there on Shabbat. That's also obvious. What are you going to break Shabbat to, to bury a guy? We know we don't bury people on Shabbat. Lord Tzricha, the Rudah ben Lakish. We need it according to Rudah ben Lakish. The Tanya, because we learned in the Brayta, Rudah ben Lakish Omer. The Tanya, we learned in And Matzinit Emet Mepnei We don't save a dead guy from a fire because he's Mukseh. I heard that we do save him from fire. Okay, so let's explain. There's a machloket whether there's a rule that a dead body is mukset and you're allowed to move it on Shabbat. So if there's a fire and the dead body is about to be burnt in a fire, you're not allowed to touch it because it's still mukset. Hamimo, you're not allowed to do it. Rudal says that, that, that you can move it. Now, why is he saying you can move it? He heard that you're allowed to move it. Because it's only Isur de Rabbanan. 
and we're worried that if we don't let you move the Muxer, this guy might say, my, his relative's body is getting burnt. I'm going to put out the fire. And putting out the fire is Doraita. So if we're not sure what's going to happen, let the guy do the Muxer. Otherwise, he'll do Kibui, which is Doraita. That's true in a fire case. But our mission is coming to tell you that in a case of a of a building crash not like ours where there's a fire in it but like the, the real ones where there's just no fire and it, the, the body's going to be there anyway we're not worried he's going to break Shabbat and even Rebbe who normally says you're allowed to move the muksa, will agree that here you're not allowed to move the muksa because there's no worry that maybe the guy's worried that something's going to happen is that clear or no? okay further Okay, this is a Gemara discussing how far you have to check on the guy to see that he's breathing. Okay, so we said, <coughs> We said you have to check till the guy's nose. You see the nose, if there's no breath coming out of the nose, he's dead. Yes, Some say you have to check to the heart. You have to feel if the heart is pumping. Pulse. Pulse. Feel the heart. Now, pulse is not enough because you can't check the pulse from the from the hand because it could be the hand is the hand is out, but the rest of the body is working, right? You have to check the pulse from the heart. Okay. Sometimes the guy's hands cut off, so you got to, got to the guy's hand. Oh, the hand is dead. Chalas, I'm not going to do it, but maybe the guy's still alive. Can't do. It. You have to check the heart or the machloket. Heart, nose. Are we clear? Good. Another one. Badak umatza elinimetim. It, let's say you found some old guys on the top and they're dead. You're not allowed to say that the dead, the bottom guys are also dead. Maybe the top guys are dead and the bottom guys are alive. This is on Shabbat, by the way. Good. Let's assume that these Tanaim are going like these Tanaim. Sorry. Uh, okay. Yes. Let's say these tanim are going like these tanim. Shimshin, did you put the, the zoom on the chat? Oh, you saw it on the chat? Okay. Okay, good. No problem. Let's go. No problem. I don't have the chat. I just want to make sure. Okay. Says the Gemara. Masehaya umatsu elyonim metim v'tachtim chayim. There was a story, and they found the top guys were dead, and the bottom guys were alive. Now let's figure out. Nema hani tanai kehani tanai. Let's assume that the machloket that we have here, whether we go to the nose or whether we go to the heart, is paralleled to another machloket. These two tanim are going like these other two tanim about a different subject. What does it go? The tani will enter the brayta. Mehechan havlad notzar. From where is the baby formed? Okay. When the baby is formed in the mother's stomach, where does it come from? Mirosho, from its head. Shemar, imi atagozi, It says, the word gozi is used. Hashem says, you, cre- you pull me out from my mother's stomach. And we see the word gozi nizrech vashlechi, which is referring to hair, which comes on the head. And therefore, we know that a person is created from the head. He says, no, a person is created from his belly button. 
So he starts in the belly button and it spreads both ways. Either it starts in the head and it goes down, or it starts in the belly button and it goes that way. Right? So let's assume the rabbi who says we, we we we're assuming now that the rabbi who says when you undo the thing, you have to go to the nose. He's going like the rabbi who says that a person is created from his head, and the rabbi who says you're created from the belly button is saying you go to the heart. That's the assumption he might say. Says you might not necessarily know who said a field even Abashaul might say. Abashul says you the belly button could still say you go to the nose. Maybe over there he's only talking about creating. They call me because most things start from the middle. Because when it comes to saving lives, even Abashul agrees that a person's main life is his nose, is his breathing. It says, anyone who has the breath of life in his nose. So you see that life is connected to nose. Not the heart. Breathing. That's what they, they want to say. Even Abba Shaul could agree. Says Gemara. The machloket, whether or not you go to the nose or go to the heart, and that's if the guy in the rubble is straight up. So if you have a guy, if you let's say this, my let's say my cell phone is the guy. So if you look in the rubble and you find the guy head first, and you get to the head, no, I'm sorry, the other way, it was upside down. So if you go get to the guy's leg. And then you go and you get to the guy's heart. And you see the heart is breathing. Machloka, whether you can say, stop, okay, the heart's dead, or you know you have to go to the nose. But if you found the other way, and you got to the guy's nose and he's not breathing, you don't have to go to the heart, you know his heart's not beating also. Okay, that's um, right, Papa. Nose is more than the heart. The machloka is only, only upside down. But if you're right side up, there's no machloka. That's what we're claiming. Are you with me or no? Okay. The is from the bottom up. But from top to bottom, came in the bottom. Since he checked the nose, not to check anymore. Because it says anyone who has life in the nose, that means life is in the nose. Okay. They were walking on the road. They asked the question in front of him. Okay, this is a very, very important machloket. How do we know that Pikuach Nefesh could break Shabbat? Now, all these rabbis are going to come with different pesukim that are going to teach you that you're allowed to break Shabbat for Pikuach Nefesh. Let's go. First one. So I, I really want to make a, a board with a chart, but I don't have I'm, I don't have my classroom. I don't have anything yet. I came here and someone's in the classroom. Someone's in the thing. I don't know. Is that the shame? We'll try to get it set up uh, the next couple of days. That we get a board and action the way it's supposed to be. You have to try to keep it in your head, guys. Okay. You left. You, 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 your kids don't want to make us a board anymore. Let's screw it together. Okay. Let's go. Okay. So the first one is the Bishmael. He says the following. The Pasuk says that when you find a, a thief tunneling in your house, you know this, this case? 
the guy's in his house, and all of a sudden in his basement, he sees the, the coffee table moving, and there's a, a guy coming out of a tunnel to into his house. So it says, if you killed him, you don't get punished. Why? Because you assume the guy's coming to kill you, you're allowed to kill him. That's the pasuk. Says the Bab. Umaz, it's just a fake amamon ba. It's a fake on the fashot ba. So this guy is coming out of the tunnel. You don't know if he's coming to kill you. He might just be coming to take your TV. And it could be that when you say, get out of here, he might run for his life. And yet you're allowed to kill him. Even though killing is such a terrible Averah that it's mitameh, the earth, and it ruins everything, and yet you're allowed to kill him. If a guy is getting is sick on Shabbat, right, and, it's, and he's for sure going to die, in other words, if to save my life, I could kill, some, I could kill somebody, for sure to save my life, I could break Shabbat. Because breaking Shabbat is not as bad as killing someone. You like Mishmael? It's clear? Next. So the Rikiva is also walking on the road. He's got his own opinion why he breaks Shabbat. He says, Pasuk says, The rule is, if a guy kills another Jew, and now he's a Kohen doing the Avodah, and he says, listen, I'm not going to court. I'm busy doing Avodah. The Pasuk says, take him off my Mizbeach and kill him. That's Pasuk. That means if he's starting to work, but if he's already in the middle of that, you leave him there. That's only to kill him. When do we take him off the Mizbeach again? So when we're trying to kill him, we take him off before, but not when he's in the middle. Okay, When he's out to save somebody, let's say he's the only witness who could save the guy. He saw the guy's innocent, and he's going to save the guy. Then you take the Kohen off, even in the middle of the Avodah. So now, now, now here's the punchline. We didn't get anywhere yet. Okay? You gotta follow the flow of Rabbi Kiva. Every time you do a korban on Shabbat, you're breaking Shabbat. Fire, killing, you're breaking Shabbat. And korbanot breaks Shabbat. Now, if this guy could save another Jew, He's needed in court. Al- so Albert Cohen happens to be a court. This guy happens to be a court. Albert Cohen is up. Albert Cohen is in the middle of an Avodah, right? And they say, uh, Albert, did you see that what, so-and-so killed somebody? No, he didn't kill him. It was somebody else. We need to come to court. I'm, I'm in the middle of a Korban over here. Come. Now, wait a second. Breaking, Albert's able to break Shabbat to do the Korban. But he's not able to, to break the Korban if he's going to kill somebody. Watch. Let's follow through. Albert's, on the, Albert's breaking Shabbat for the Corbin because he's breaking Shabbat, right? So Shabbat, he is able to break. But to, so Corbin beats, beats Shabbat. And yet Corbin doesn't beat saving lives. So if we compare saving lives and Shabbat, saving lives wins. He didn't get it. Hold on, hold on. One second. Okay? Watch what happens. Albert's on the Mizmeach. Okay? 
when, when he asks, hey, Rabbi, I'm scared. I never broke Shabbat before in my life. I say, Mashiach's here. The Beit is up. Slaughter that Korban. No problem. Now he slaughters it. Now they come and say, Albert, we need you in Betin. Albert says, well, listen, I'm in the middle of Korban. Uh, I can't go nowhere. The Rabbi says, no. Stop the Korban. So Albert's thinking in my head, wait, what's more important? Saving a life? And then the next time when he when, when, when gets a hot solid call on Shabbat, Albert says, should I break Shabbat? Or should I not break Shabbat? And he says, wait a second. When I was on the Mizmeach, they told me to stop Shabbat for saving a life. And they told me, don't stop Shabbat for... Don't, 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 break, don't worry about Shabbat. Right. So you see that more important than... Right. And then more important than Shabbat is saving a life. Oh, that's it. That's all we need. Good. That's what we keep up. Next. Then how to be a Lazar, Rabbi Lazar says the following. If Brit Mila is only one of the 248 limbs in a person's body, how are you going to get to see him? My son met your son in Israel. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He was, he was looking for direction, so they exchanged names, so my son comes and he goes, I met this kid, Alan here, but I think I'm in direction, so we related to him. I said, yeah, that's the son. <laughs> wow, what a small world. Okay, so you listen to what's going on? So he's saying, listen, Mila, you do it on Shabbat, right? It's only one of your limbs. So if you do it to do, to, to do it, bring Mila on Shabbat, you can save the guy's whole body on Shabbat. Good. That's what he does. You got him clear? You lost or no? Good. Mark, you with us? Yes. Okay. It says, It says, no. It says, watch my Shabbat. You might have think for everything. Tamud Omar, ach. It says, only watch my Shabbat. When it says, only watch my Shabbat, it means, don't always keep Shabbat. Sometimes you have to break it. When someone's not in danger. That's Rabbi Yosef Yehuda. Rabbi Yosef Omer. It says, Shabbat is holy for you. It's in your hands. You're not in, his, you're not in Shabbat's hands. Shabbat's in your hands. But you're not in Shabbat's hands. So if, you, if your life is on the line, break Shabbat. That's Rabbi Yonatan Ben Yosef. You know that pasuk? Right? One nafkamina is, if you remember the guy who was in the, the guy who was in the thing who could only live for an hour, according to Rabbi Shimon Manasya, the guy who's only going to live for an hour, you should not break Shabbat for him. You know why? Because he's not going to have many Shabbats. Oh. You with me or no? I'm with you. But according to the other rabbis, he might, he might actually say not to him. Let's see. According to his basuk, he might say not to him. Let's go. I'm going to be with what time is it? We good? No, we still have a little more. I mean, we'll, we'll go to the Mishnah. If I was there, I would have said something better than all these guys. Pasuk says, All the mitzvot, it says, you live with the mitzvot. Living with the mitzvot means, now, we, we read the Pasuk, we normally think it means, okay, live with the mitzvot. Like, no, we're telling you something specific. 
live with the mitzvot. Don't die with the mitzvot. Which means you, you break Shabbat in order to save the guy's life. Okay. Amarava. Now all those rabbis were Amoraim. Rava, were Tanaim. Rava is an Amora, and he's coming to tell you which rabbi has the best one. He says, Lekulu itluhu pircha. All the things have a knockout. Bar medishmul let the pircha. Except for Shmuel's has no knockout. Do you remember what Shmuel the knockout? He's going to explain. Look. Yerushmael. According to Yerushmael, if you remember, Yerushmael was the one who said about the guy who went in the tunnel. Remember the tunnel guy? Yeah, with the okay. rubber guy. He could say, Maybe the reason why you're allowed to kill him is like Rava. Why? My time at the Machtera, what's the reason why you could kill a guy in the tunnel? Chazaka. En adam marina tzolamamono. We know that a guy will never let someone take his stuff without putting up a fight. So that means the guy in the tunnel knows that the guy whose TV you're coming to steal is going to put up a fight. Right? He must say in his heart, He's probably saying in his heart, if the guy comes, to, if he stops me, I'm going to kill him. And the Torah says, if someone comes to kill you, you're allowed to kill him. That's why I'm allowed to kill the guy in the tunnel, because he's coming to kill me. So, so if so, according to this rabbi, you're only allowed to kill, do save. You're only allowed to break Shabbat for a guy who's for sure going to kill you, but not for Safek. And we kill, we break Shabbat even for Safek. So, according to this rabbi, we don't have a, we don't have a source for, for Safek Kork Nefesh. Good. Rabbi Kiva, what about Rabbi Kiva? Anyone remember what Rabbi Kiva said? Uh, Rekiva was the story of Albert Cohen on his bed. Remember that one? Okay. If I had my board, I'd be pointing to it, and you know what I'm talking about. The problem is it's so bored. Okay. Dama says, Zuga We give them a. Maybe it's like a buyer. Maybe the reason why we send Albert to court from Uzbek is because they say that they always give the witnesses to rabbis to talk to them to find out if what they're saying is right first. So therefore, maybe Albert for sure is a guy saving. How do you know that a Safek guy we could save? Right? If so, we don't know. We can save Rachel first, Safek guy. All the cases only work vadai. Safek minala. But the Shmuel, vadai let the pircha. But Shmuel's thing of the has no knockout. We know that we break Shabbat even for a, a, a Safek guy. And therefore, the only one that has no knockout is Shmuel. Because if you live with him, live with him means I can't die for a mitzvah. Save every guy. But Shmuel has no knockout. Amravina, so Ravina says, we eat him, and some say, It's better one hot pepper than a whole cartload of squash. Meaning, Shmuel's one answer, one little dukhai by him, is better than a whole cartload of dirashot that all have a little problem with it. I once gave a class. And I asked Masechet Megillah, and I asked all the boys, pick one, one favorite line out of Masechet. And I remember one boy's favorite line was this line. One hot pepper, better than a whole cartload of squash. Okay. We all have to make sure that we're all that hot pepper. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, and we'll start the Mishnah next time.